Hello and welcome to Cream of the Crop, where I force my friends to watch movies that I know they've already seen, hated, and then make them chat about it. Okie yeah. So, Liam, what did I force you to watch this week? You forced me to watch Valerian, A City of a Thousand Planets, or whatever it's called, and Avatar Blue People from, you know, Blue People Avatar. What is it? 2008? Uh, 2012? One of the two. 2009, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for, for, I think we'll do, we'll do Valerian first. Okay. So, <laughs> I got it, lots it to is... say on Valerian. <laughs> yeah, it's such an interesting movie. Um, it's essentially a theme park ride. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no real story. It's like what if what if we had made Thor Ragnarok but with no personality? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's got Harry Osborn <laughs> from uh, Spider Man. It's got Chandler <laughs> from Suicide Squad. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Get the London look in space. It's so. I, I will. I will say their their introduction got them some brownie points because they have when they played David the David Bowie, Bowie song. On. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a pretty. It's a pretty nice sequence. It's. Uh, I noticed the start of the movie a... is placed in 2020. I wish 2020 yeah, the, was like that. The, yeah. The Chinese government are shown to join the coalition in uh, the year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um. So to be fair, it has a much better like general message of unity than Avatar does. Yeah, like, I'll give it that. <laughs> not hard though. Not hard to have. No. I, I um, wrote very little notes for this thing. Like right off that, the bat, I just yeah. wrote like bad-looking robots and aliens because God, it looks awful. Oh, I I actually liked the designs for most of the aliens. They were cool designs. They were just. It just wasn't finished. CG. Yeah, they just didn't look there. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of aliens that look kind of um, a, a bit out of place. Yeah, for sure. Um, what one thing that I like is how in this universe they just forgot about colonization because uh, when they're going on like when they're shooting off the ship, the first thing he says is like the great explorer Magellan. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm. I could have named it better. <laughs> I I really liked uh, Harry Osborn's performance in the movie. I didn't think he felt oh, like a wooden <laughs> table. <laughs> There's, I don't think I've seen a facial expression through no. the entire movie from <laughs> either so of the main characters. It was amazing. It's like they just there's like no chemistry between either of them. You'd seen this before, haven't you? Like I saw it in theaters for some. Yeah, I've seen it in theaters. Yeah, nearly every movie that I'm covering, I've seen in theaters. Oh god. Um. Yeah, I just the pearls were kind of weird, and the creature that just replicated pearls. Oh yeah. (laughs) I liked um like at the start there was like a job at the hut and he had a cool looking gun that had like two barrels on it or something. Yeah. Um. So that was, I believe, Igon Cirrus, played by Lauren Ferraro. <laughs> and um, 
did you notice uh the <laughs> how the director uh Besson, he just like he just directly quotes other movies that he's written yeah <laughs> like that that guy turns around and says the line i will find you and i will kill you <laughs> <laughs> um so so also did do you remember the um He's he's literally just called the defense minister. He's played by Herbie Hancock. Uh, yeah, um, I think I saw him at one point. Yeah, he's only on the screens. Like he's never in person. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He, he he just looked constipated in every scene. Like he just looked in pain. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. He he was definitely like contractually obligated to be in that movie for some reason. There's just next to nothing in the eyes of every actor in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just a void that doesn't end. There's like there's a couple of people who are like having fun, like uh, Ethan Hawke's having fun playing yeah. like that weird pimp, but like that's just because he's like kind of like that in real life, you know. He's Harry like... Osborn is having no fun, especially. Did Liam? Did you forget the name? Because uh, yeah, you keep calling him Harry Osborne. I wanted to make sure that you didn't know his name. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, I know the, his name. The energy between Major Valerian um by Dane DeHaan and then Sergeant Laureline uh by Cara Delevingne, which two awful names for t- protagonists. But, yeah. Um, the, the the energy between them is just so bad. There is <laughs> next to no chemistry it's like um they end up they end up married by the end of the movie for no real reason but no because at the start of the movie he says we're gonna get married or we're gonna go on a honeymoon to a beach and then she says you can't have a honeymoon without a wedding and then he just looks excuse me he he doesn't just say that he says that every five seconds of the i would say about half of his dialogue is him trying to get her to marry him he's like one of those like bots that you get on instagram <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it's like <laughs> um the one place that i did like the design of was um the big market how it's like in a like second oh, dimension yeah, sort of right. thing and um spe- i that that like setting in particular was very interesting because they had like this cool like mind control shot yeah and then they have like just these massive boxes attached to their hands uh, like there's one point where the guy to like to put the gun through to the second dimension he like shoves both of his hands through a box and then just like holds both of the boxes up yeah um, also it's a, it's a relatively pretty movie in terms of like color schemes and stuff yeah although I did write down on like four separate occasions oh my god this movie is so bright I'm blinded it, it's weird though because it gets really bright but it also gets really dark yeah like, that's the thing I think that's the contrast because there, there was one scene where there was like a shootout and I genuinely couldn't tell what was being done because it was yeah, just no. like pitch black with lasers <laughs> um, I love how just disregarding um, the, the two protagonists are about other people dying like in the in the like uh when they when they go to get the little replicator thing there's uh, the entire squad dies and the first thing laurelin says is they ruined my dress <laughs> like listen they're in it for themselves harry osborne and enchantress yeah um also there was like valerian just executes a fisherman 
Like, <laughs> did he? There's a there's there's a part where Cara Delevingne accidentally gets caught in like an alien's fishing hook. Yeah, and <laughs> Valerian grabs another <laughs> thing to get pulled up, but like the fisherman's just like happy to like be pulling something up, and he's like pulling it up and he's pulling it up, and then he just gets headshot. Yeah, like there's no warning. There's no like put me down. <laughs> he literally just shoots him in the head. <laughs> um. Also, the um. I think they're called Dog and Daggies, the like three little the three little annoying guys that like followed Kara's yeah, character around. That sounds about right. They just they just felt anti Semitic. I can't explain <laughs> it, but they just felt anti Semitic. What? You don't think <laughs> Luke Besson gives the utmost care in his films? Um I mean, he he has been trying to get this one made for a while, but those characters in particular just like, feel kind of bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> this was his this was his pet project. Like he funded this himself pretty much. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll get to that later though. I have yeah, I have okay. a lovely little fact sheet on him. It's basically just him because there's not a lot about the <laughs> background of this man. movie. Um, yeah, it's just they're like, it's like when you read Harry Potter and it's like the little goblin guys are like crooked nose um, oh like, yeah love money it's like these guys love like <laughs> love treasure they love information and they have massive noses and they have like kind of like generic kind of um jewish accents and it's oh, just dear. It's a little bad <laughs> it just feels so it, it's just like so out of place as well because everybody else is kind of like culturally fine valerian and harry potter what's the difference um, both have pretty wooden protagonists with black hair. So, oh yeah, yeah. Harry um, Osborn looks the... so greasy throughout this whole movie as well. <laughs> he does. He looks dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give him a bath. There is there is a character called Bob the Pirate who you might you know when they go fishing for the jellyfish. Yeah, he like pops out of the hatch. Um, so. His character is a literal hobo who lives in a ship, and he looks less dirty than the protagonist. Yeah, he looks much cleaner. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He just looks. I think it's just that actor because he looks the same in Spider Man. Yeah, he's just sort of dirty. Yeah, maybe, maybe we 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 won't we won't bash him too much. Maybe you know, maybe he has some hair condition. I'm sure he's got something. I, 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 I don't know. Um, the there was one scene that I I just didn't enjoy, and it was uh there, when there's a raid on like the council, and they shoot goo on everyone. I just I just felt uncomfortable like the watching that entire sequence because everybody just um everybody ends up in this like goo encased cocoon, and it's just not pleasant to watch. <laughs> but also, everybody is even more dirty when they come out because they're oh, like, yeah. just they've been it's like a Nickelodeon Choice Award. It's like they've just been slimed. What do you think the plot of this movie is? Just I. What is it? <laughs> what is it about? So, by the time it got to the jellyfish part, I genuinely thought I was having an aneurysm because I couldn't remember the plot of the first <laughs> half of the movie. <laughs> it's like it's a fun it's love like, story. It's a fun space love story. It's I guess it's weird because by the by the point of like the first hour. Everything that happens in the first hour could have been done in about fifteen minutes, 
Yeah. Because all that happens in the first hour is Valerian and Laureline, they get the they get the little mole rat looking thing and they bring it to the city of a thousand planet. Uh, the planet of a thousand city. I, I forget. No, city of a thousand planets. Wait, yeah. City of a thousand planets, yes. Um, that That is the hour mark gone. The hour mark is when Laureline meets back up with Valerian after that, like, boring chase scene. Jesus. Also, yeah, I didn't like the design of the City of a Thousand Planets. Like, no, the, the it, city you'd think itself. it would be nicer, it's, since it's in the title and all that. Yeah, it's because they put so much effort into, like, the big market, and that looks so cool. Yeah, some it's of the just, world like, building it's is basically a, it's It's basically just a bazaar, but, like, it's way cooler than, like, the actual city. <laughs> Um, so were you as, as just outright shocked as I was when, um, the ominous droid security guards that could not be deactivated suddenly turned evil? <laughs> like, the movie tries to be really smart by, like, they have this flashback to where, um, the general who turns out, who they're, they're, so they're looking after, they're trying to track down the general who's been kidnapped. And it turns out the general has been kidnapped by a group of people who he committed war crimes against in the past. Yeah. But they tried to, like, negate being clear about that at the start by, like, having it so it's just, like, a shoulder shot of him confirming the order. And it's like, it, there's only two British people in this movie. Yeah, like, There's only two much. people with British accents. We know which one it is because one of them has no idea what's going on. <laughs> a lot of this movie is uh, just there yeah i i also i didn't like the cg on the aliens was bad but that whole like fight scene where uh cara delavine is about to get her brain munched yeah and, like yeah I think that's, it's a pretty good fight scene um how do we feel about <laughs> rihanna popping into this movie for like five minutes <laughs> she got pretty top billing as well the start of the movie when they listen to the actors she's right there yeah i mean if you look at the imdb for this movie there's yeah, not like the that many results. like yeah there's not that many big actors in it though yeah like, there's only really five or six main characters in this movie like but, everybody yeah. else is just like a one-line kind of Call side up. character um I th- there's some there's some weird dialogue in this movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> like like um the when the the acting general is like trying to investigate and see like what what has been covered up or whatever <laughs> and he realizes that he's been blocked from something even though he should have like full permission to get it. The first thing that comes to his mind to say is this does not smell good. <laughs> That is the line. That's the direct quote. Is this does not smell good. I mean, people react to traumatic situations <laughs> differently. Okay, but what about he at was the end of the movie? Mode. What about at the end of the movie when Valerian's flirting and what he says is, "I want your, I want only your name on my playlist." Oh, <laughs> that's they're trying to make it Guardians commitment. of the Galaxy. Um. See, it, it does have a lot of, like, you can see, like, the Marvel, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy influence, but it's just, like, the wrong things that they took from it. I I feel like this movie would go from, like, a, a four or a five to, like, you know, just a fun enough seven if they recast the two leads. Yeah. I think it, there's a like, more fun movie with, like, actually decent actors that have chemistry. 
You know, if it was like Tom Holland yeah. and Zendaya flying around, that'd be alright. <laughs> they they just looked bored the entire movie. Yeah, they movie. looked so bored. <laughs> they, they just didn't look like they were Harry enjoying Harry looks depressed because Spider-Man flopped, and Kara looks depressed because Suicide Squad flopped. Did this movie come out after Suicide Squad? Yeah, it's 2017, isn't it? Yeah, but I feel like they might have been filming it like before Suicide Squad came out. Maybe. But she uh, I feel like it was a very she, she very like short. Did. Yeah, she <laughs> she she had the same energy in Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. Paper towns, I don't know. Yeah. Um okay, so uh there's not many facts on this movie. But <laughs> How many? um uh one, two, three, four, five, six. there's only six on this movie. Okay. Um actually we we've done one already because I, I, I already mentioned uh, the uh, how ba- ba- no how Besson like just constantly quotes his own movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> um there's a there's actually a lot of references in this movie to just other movies, which makes the writing even worse. So strange. Um so yeah, so it was a lifelong pe- passion to get it made. So he act- he waived his own salary. Oh, to get God. the funding for it, uh, it had a hundred and eighty million um, euro budget. Uh, so this is euros, not dollars. Okay. Uh, which was the highest in France, beating his one of his other films, Fifth Element. Much better movie. Much, much, better. much better movie. Um, but it only made uh, two hundred and twenty-six million euro. So there was an estimated loss of two hundred twenty-four million after marketing. <laughs> oh, uh, so the original plan was that he, I think he was planning on making like two or three of these because this, this is obviously based off um, the adventures of Valerian and uh, of Major Valerian and Sergeant Laura Lynn oh, I think it's I called. Oh, I think I saw that shit advertised um, near the, when the movie was coming out. Like yeah, it's it's a, Fr- it's a French comic, which yeah. is why he loves it so much and he was trying to get it made. But uh, I think his plan was to make a couple of them. Yeah. Um, but I... I, I don't think that's happening. Yes, uh, it was actually it was actually released on the the fiftieth anniversary of the comic. That's so it was like the year of it. So yeah, I think it it might have killed the series. To be honest, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, there was two hundred alien species in the movie. Um, so the the director wrote a six hundred page book that describes each of these species in detail. He really thought he, he was ma- making Star Wars, didn't he? This this might explain why all the actors feel so depressed. He made the actors read this book so they could adjust their performances <laughs> accordingly for each species. Yeah, if you're talking to this CGI blob, I want you to have a have a little imitation yeah. in your voice. Yeah. So like I honestly if I didn't know this fact, I would think they were just there for the paycheck. Yeah. But maybe it was the fact that like he'd made them do like sixty takes of one scene, and he kept because being they like, didn't talk "Read your guidebook, pitch to the read your damn species. guidebook." <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> so i i th- I think will we will we do a review? Like, will we do a score? Okay. Um. Well, I I haven't decided this. Like, this is just off the cusp. So, what will we make it out of? Ten or a hundred? Ten. Oh, we'll go 100. We'll copy another podcast. <laughs> um, so you, you, I'll, I'll let the guests go first. I'll let the guests go I'll, first. I'll give it a... Uh, 44. 44. Interesting. So, for me, um, I felt 
like I had, I felt like I lost brain cells trying it's to follow the plot of this movie. So boring. Like, it, That's it the movie's so worst offense. It's I, just so boring. I ended up like every now and again, I'd check how long I had left and be like oh, another hour. So I'd, I'd lock like, it down if I I'd didn't like, know that fact. That yeah, he, like funded I'd, the movie himself. I at a certain point put the movie onto two times speed. <laughs> Just, just to get it done. I mean, this time around, I sort of just skipped so, around it. But <laughs> yeah, um, like I remember watching this in the cinema, and I was kind of excited for it because the trailers looked pretty good, and I was just as disappointed when I watched it in the cinema as I was rewatching it because I was like, yeah. after watching Avatar, I was like, oh, maybe this will be an improvement because like Avatar is just <laughs> Avatar, but um, no, I would, I would say it's. See, I don't want to give it too low of a score because it got, it has such good production yeah, design. Yeah, that's why I went and like because it's got production the, design. Yeah, the, the sound quality and all is excellent, and like you can you can see a lot of work went into it. It just went into the wrong areas. Yeah. Um. So you have to give some petty points because you know funded it. I think I think because it's his like pet project. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a fifty. Okay. I I'll give it a flat fifty. So uh, what's that rounded out to? What did, what did you give it? 44. 44, so that's uh, 47, I think. Yeah, 47. Uh, okay. So that's a, that's a score of 47 out of 100. So uh, they they he, so for his uh for his pet project, he just scraped a pass. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he he just about scraped a pass in this. Um. So. We get, we can move on to Avatar now. Um, so a little backstory: I picked Avatar deliberately because I love making fun of Liam and pretending that I like Avatar, but Wait, I, I really hate this movie. You're pretending this whole fucking time. Yeah, I really hate this movie. <laughs> Dude, this has been the thing since I met you. Yeah, this has been going on for three fucking years. <laughs> Yeah, I thought now was a good time to tell you that I don't like this you? movie. You fucking psychopath! <laughs> I was playing the long game, man. <laughs> I'll give. I liked it when I was nine, but like I rewatched it a couple of times between then. I didn't like it at all. How could you like it when you were nine? <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it was, like, one of the first movies that properly used 3D. I think I was, like, yeah. just so in awe of, like, the 3D. The problem 3D is I, I always kinda... hated 3D, because I always hated the fucking uh, glasses and shit. So it didn't even work for me as a kid. That's fair. Um, it, It's not even nice anymore. Like, it, I don't think it holds up. Oh, God, no. It looks awful. Like, I, the, the animal design, it's pretty cool, but it just doesn't hold up. It's, um, That, um, the first time you see... <laughs> Big blue Jake, and he's next to humans. It's so off-putting. It's you, you mean Jake Suali? Jake Suali, <laughs> white savior extraordinaire. Oh my god, um, that's a yeah. It's such a problematic yeah. movie. Uh, I did like, notice they say the word indigenous a lot, which I didn't realize. Oh, and savages in the same yeah. sentence. Uh, um, James Cameron, so, what do you get that? <laughs> If Valerian was like Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, but would have personality, this is just like Pocahontas but blue. 
<laughs> dancing but wolves but blue. Oh god. <laughs> like it's blue. it's already told storylines from years ago. Yeah, there's nothing Dude. original in this thing at all. Yeah. <laughs> I even take issue with like the opening because it's like, okay, so they put so much money into this and they have this amazingly beautiful world that they've designed and they start the movie with this overhead just shot trees. of just trees. It's like, it's not even an actual forest. Like, they just CGI in a bunch of trees for yeah. no reason. <laughs> well, um, Captain Exposition narrates. like, <laughs> And it's got that weird, like, blue hue that Twilight does, but, like, it's yeah. like Robert Pattinson. It goes so away a little bit. It. But, like, it's there for a good bit of the movie. Also, one question that I always have is, so, they, they r- arrive uh, in cryosh sleep. And it's one question that I always have whenever I watch a movie with cryosleep in it, of what way is it working? Because in order to not be dead from arrival, obviously you need staff waking them up. But is that just like 10 generations worth of people who have died and reproduced on the ship for the sake of waking up some soldiers? Because like the establishing shot shows that he's one of the first people taken out of cryo. Oh, yeah. And like there's already doctors who are like completely dressed up and stuff. So... Mm. <laughs> Have people just, like, dedicated, like, their great-grandson's lives to getting Jake Sully to Pandora? I mean, it wouldn't do. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, also, I, it takes five years to get there, right? And the entire opening act of the movie, all they complain about is how Jake is, like, out of, out of, like, the out of breach like he doesn't know anything about pandora or anything and it's like if it takes five years to get there and this is such a major issue for you could you not just like not put him to cryo sleep for the first year yeah make him read a book james just leave him give him a lore book leave him him. (laughs) leave him where's he gonna walk to yeah leave him with some books in this little area of the ship and then just put him to cryo when he feels comfortable enough also, so many people insult him for being in a wheelchair in this movie, it's including himself. <laughs> Which, there, there's just like like the first thing he's told when he like comes off the ship is just meals on wheels. <laughs> 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 it's, and and also, like, can we talk about like the recruiters that hire him? Like they literally come to the funeral of his brother like his dead brother and they're yeah. like, while he's getting burnt they're like the pay is really good what's he gonna spend it on but what's he gonna spend it on like they could give him a dollar a day and because he's away for like a minimum of a decade the inflation alone he's good yeah like, <laughs> like i i don't know why <laughs> they're so obsessed that like the pay is good like you could pay him anything and he won't be able to spend it yeah, and also, you kill so many of your that. troops that, like... Um, so there's one thing that I do think, like, kind of holds up. Well, two things. Um, it's the design of the dragon creatures, and it's the design the of the ships. The ones they fly, or... Yeah, I think those look pretty looks, sick. Yeah. yeah, they look good enough, um, Yeah. Also, <laughs> why do they get the dangerous Pandora speech when they get to Pandora and not before? <laughs> not in the like, five that years they've been on this journey. <laughs> That has to violate some rules that, like, they're only now being told how dangerous the planet is. I mean, too late, they can't turn back. Yeah. Also, his his whole, like, reasoning for going to Pandora, like, in his narration is, I'm going to get the money to fix my legs. That's, like, yeah. his 
is pretty much his, his initial goal. Surely, moving to Europe is cheaper than Pandora. I mean, we don't see what Earth is like in this world. Maybe it's a shithole. Maybe there's no more Europe, so he can't get his legs back anywhere. Yeah, I just... I, I don't know. I've <laughs> The fact that only Americans are on this expedition as well, like, there's only American characters, is kind of indicating that, like, they've just been cut off from the rest of the world. Like, yeah, I think so. The rest of the world just went, no, we've had enough. <laughs> we've... Also, um, it has very early 2000 vibes of, like, still thinking that, like, being a Marine is fighting for freedom. It's great. It's, it it <laughs> sure he, holds up. Because he's, like, because, like, he's having this, like, opening monologue where he's, like, talking about the differences. He's, like, yeah, they were fighting for freedom at home, but they were hired guns in Pandora. Like, he's later, we're, he's later revealed that he was, he lost, he's lost his ability to walk in Venezuela. Like, that was definitely over oil. You don't go to Venezuela for not oil. That was absolutely over oil. <laughs> there's, there's no way you don't go to Venezuela for Obama oil. Obama sent Jake Sully to Venezuela for oil, and he lost his legs. Yeah. Also, like, the... You know the, that one bald guy, guy? Yes. Yeah, his name's Lyle, like Kyle Light, but um, played by uh, Matt Gerald. He is like every male trope I hate in a movie <laughs> rolled into one. <laughs> like he would, he definitely says slurs. Just openly. oh, for sure. Just and he he literally gets sad later on in the movie that he doesn't get to murder indigenous people. <laughs> Like, like I, sure. I, he's just so open about his disappointment. It's... He he says awe as they pull off. Um. Also, there's there's one there's one thing that I I found really weird because it's like, so, in the like uh, intro speech, they are talking about like the arrows that the indigenous people use the the navi the navi yeah, arrows the, the special ones um. Yeah, the the big blue ones. Um, yeah. But they're talking about he, uh, the colonel played by Stephen Lang, who is very good in this movie, even yeah, if he's, he's extremely generic. He's he's a, he's he plays this role very well. But um, he mentions that they're dipped in like a neurotoxin, and that it'll it'll kill you in like what it'll kill you in like thirty it's seconds, seconds, yeah, and whatnot. But why is it? Because everybody who gets hit by an arrow is pretty much just straight up impaled and killed instantly. Yeah, there is nobody who needs the neurotoxin. To <laughs> It'll finish you off them. if that doesn't kill you, I guess. <laughs> but they the literally idea. like they hit them with such force that they get like pinned to logs. Like yeah. I don't think they're recovering from that. <laughs> they're, they're I feel like before overkill. they actually arrived at Pandora, they didn't know that the Navi were just giants. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But also, they had. They mentioned that they already had like the avatars. The the avatar bodies travel with them on the ship. Oh, they so, did. So like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, I saw big, big blue naked man in a tank. Is a note I wrote down. Also, I love how James Cameron saves himself from having to create like the rules of law in Pandora by just narrating over when Stephen Lang is about to tell the, like, five rules of Pandora. Yeah. They just <laughs> say they're savages. Like, I, Those are the he's literally like, I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to survive. And then it just overcuts into narration. I know. <laughs> again, it's just everybody is so chill about making jokes about simultaneously his disability and his dead brother. 
Like, like his introduction, his introduction to a lot of characters is either they mock him for being in a wheelchair or they mock him for not being his brother. <laughs> That's it. And you know what? I'll respect that. <laughs> mm. Also, um, so Norm, uh, played by Joel David Moore, um, he is he he's shown to have like a backpack with him, so he flew out on the same ship that Sam did. Right. But he only introduces himself on Pandora. Like <laughs> like oh, yeah. he didn't think like, oh maybe we should maybe we should get Sam like comfortable get with like, the crew yeah. he's gonna be working with. Also, one thing that I absolutely adored, he's so confused by the concept of flogging. Oh yeah, like his, well, his, his, he's, he's, so so during during the movie he like for some reason, instead of just doing the entire thing through blogs, they switched from narration to vlogging, back to narration, back to vlogging. Um, but in the vlogs, he's like, he's just like so confused the first time. He's like, so I just, I, I talk to the camera. I like, I, what way does this work? <laughs> he's like so dismissive of it. Like, do I press was... the button? And then he's just got that big marine brain. He's just monkey too. <laughs> it's so. He's like he's like a boomer when you try to explain YouTube. Like <laughs> it's so good. What year is Avatar set in? Do you know? Um, Supposedly. I do not. Actually. Or is it just like I, nondescript future? I think it's nondescript future. Um, let, let me let me look it up. Right I mean, that's just as well. So. Like... Uh, this is uh twenty one fifty four. Oh okay. Uh, so like near distance future, you know. Do you think this will still be watched in twenty one fifty four? Well, the fifth one will be coming out in twenty one fifty four. So that's true. <laughs> I'm so happy they're making four more of these. <laughs> they have to. I'll Ten get to why they have to the later. I'll, I'll get to why they have to. Um. So, the like kind of head of operations, Parker. Um. Uh, that... He's played by Giovanni oh, yeah. Ribisi. Oh yeah. Um, I love how they establish him as just a, a dick by having him play golf in the office. Yeah, that shit's great. Actually. Like that, <laughs> that's how they establish him as an ass. They just have him playing golf. Um, I mean, it works. Also, they 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 treat the relations with the indigenous how like Irish secondary schools go to Africa and build those awful houses. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause like he's literally like we built them a school. What We're else? We're gonna do they go want? there. We're gonna build a school. <laughs> We're gonna teach them English. Yeah. Also, unobtainium is the worst name for a fictional. I forgot about that. Metal I've ever heard. It's just so bad. Like, there's no reason for That's it. That's like as lazy as it gets to call it unobtainium. It's like I know for a fact that like James Cameron was sitting there. And he was like, I need a name for this rare earth metal. It's and he was just chuckling with himself. He was like, so it's like, it's, so they can't get it. So it's like, it's it's unobtainable. He's screaming at some intern so, who just brought him his coffee. And the intern just yeah. goes, uh, 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 unobtainium, sir. <laughs> and James Cameron stands up, looks really pissed off, and then just goes, no, that's good. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's a he's a visionary of he's a director. A character. He he made Terminator and has been writing that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he made Alita, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he made Alita Spielberg? Battle Ranger. Yeah. That was his latest Alita movie, actually. So, I'll give him that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Alita Battle Angel was his latest movie. Although he, I don't I think, think so. he directed that. I think he just pr- produced that. 
Yeah, no, Robert Rodriguez directed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving on to, like, the, the first time that, like, Jake goes into the Avatar body. So I do not understand why they, they gave a crippled man new legs and didn't expect him to not just suddenly stand up. And run and be excited, yeah. Yeah, like, they've been calling him a dumb marine for hours. And they're like, oh, this dumb marine's definitely gonna lay down and follow orders. <laughs> this dumb marine who hasn't walked in years is gonna lay down still when he discovers he can walk again. Yeah, it's like, the one thing he came here for, yeah, he's definitely not gonna try to do that the second we give him the option. Um, also, they, they establish when he's, like, running around and, like, when they go to sleep that there's uh, on my count, there was eight people in Avatar form. Where do the other, like, five yeah, go? Yeah, they just vibe. They're, like, playing basketball and stuff. Yeah, but where do the other five go? There's... there's... They're out in Pandora like, doing they're... the fields. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're not in the rest of the movie. Yeah. They were killed in battle. Uh, like... Uh... <laughs> I, I don't know, because it doesn't even, like, give us, like, a satisfying, like, showing us people who look very much like them in the queue when they leave at the end. Like, it, they just... They just dip. There's... There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so, what did you uh, feel about Michelle Rodriguez's uh, Trudy being best friends with another bald, white, muscular guy? Family. Michelle Rodriguez Family? should stay in Fast and Furious and not taint herself with stuff like Avatar. Well, now, to be fair to her, I'm pretty sure at this point, Fast and Furious wasn't like... It wasn't what it is insane now. franchise. No, sure. that it was. I think this is like, like I think Fast and Furious pops three. like that in like 2012, kind of. Yeah, maybe I think later, we maybe. still have like, we still have maybe one or two movies before it starts getting like the crazy. Yeah. yeah. Also, I I timed this so, the first pretty shot of Pandora, like with like nice flowers and stuff, is 24 minutes into the movie. <laughs> It's, it's a when they finally get to, to like appreciate Pandora. <laughs> when they finally get to like the the floating mountains, the Hallelujah Mountains, which oh, is yeah. such a boring name. Um, and then like also when when they're like floating around there, then uh, they keep giving out to Sam for not being knowledgeable, but nobody <laughs> offers to teach him anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> like they keep being like, "Oh, this dumb marine, pick up a book," but like they don't tell him what book to pick up. <laughs> There's, there's, there's no, they don't, nobody offers to help him. Like they all know he's struggling, and everybody's just like, "Well, that seems like a you problem." Stupid marine. Um, I, I will give them. I love the plant design for most of the movie. Yeah, the plant design. There's was a nice. lot of, and like you said, the pterodactyls look nice. Yeah, there's a lot of like awesome um, plant designs in them. Did you just call them pterodactyls? They are like pterodactyls, aren't they? Uh, excuse me, they're Ikran. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know my fucking avatar creatures like you do. The self-proclaimed avatar god. It's your favorite movie. It's, it's in your top ten it. movies. It is most definitely not. <laughs> I would have also accepted Banshees, because that's what the humans call them. Oh, yeah. Um... So, the first kind of moment of danger 
or it's like 30 seconds after Jake gets off the helicopter. He just goes wandering off for no reason. Yeah, he's and, exploring. Uh, he gets he's into this, like, likes. territorial thing with um, this massive, like, rhino that has, like, a hammerhead design, which was... This was the point when I realized, like, oh, the CG is not nice anymore. No. Like, it's not as it's not as cool as it originally looked. Because um, that thing just looks... It just looks bad. <laughs> it like, looks the design bad. is cool. It just doesn't... It's the rendering is bad. Like, it just doesn't... It's good as fuck for, for, like, 2009, obviously, but, yeah, I like, mean, we've I come was, a long was... way since 2009. Especially because they offer this movie in 4K, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so. Yeah? It's it's at, it's at least Blu-ray. I was watching it on Blu-ray, but I'm pretty sure it is offered in 4K. They definitely I just use Disney Plus, it. so whatever that is. HD, yeah. probably. Um, but when he's, like, doing that thing, there is... That cat thing that comes up behind him definitely had the opportunity to just take his head off the like um the panther thing yeah the panther thing yeah, it's yeah. it's like i don't know the name of that one i unfortunately sure? drawing a blank um but yeah because it's like so he's never he's never been in the forest before it somehow doesn't catch him but even earlier yeah. than that it's like it's shown to like immediately pounce on everybody else but like his plot armor is just like it stares at him for 30 seconds until he turns around <laughs> it's called a palulu can it's a palulu can yes <laughs> james cameron you've done it again <laughs> you've done it again <laughs> you've done it again um so he, he you know he goes through that he, he falls in the river he gets lost from his group um he spends time sharpening a spear with a knife instead of just sticking the knife on the end. I mean, what if he needs the knife separately? He does later on. He like he takes out the knife yeah. and uses that as well. But like exactly, he's just like I, I, he's I thinking was just ahead. Watching he's got a license was, like, to kill. I was like, surely it is easier to just tie the knife to something than to make a spear yourself. <laughs> also, no. um. There's like a, a point later on where uh, Nateri is after saving him and he's like following her around. You know when they get to like the neon part? That is really visually appealing. Like that is the most visually appealing part of the movie. Which and I wish the big, they made like, the in- the big tree. Yeah. Or nah, not really. It's there's like a and it's part where it's like essentially like all the plants start glowing neon while um oh, Ewa yeah. lands on Jake. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. It's like, it's the most, it's such a nice shot, and I don't know why they didn't make that kind of design aesthetic the entire movie. Um, on Ewa, actually, it's a very interesting concept that's never explored. They mention it like three or four times. They have four more they, movies. They'll explore it. I, I really can't wait for like three, when it's just like ten minutes of um, exposition about Ewa that James Cameron came up with on the bathroom. He just splurged it out onto a page. Mm. So uh, one of there's like the people who who play the Navi like um, Zoe and uh, there's there's no other really big names, but they all do a really good job. The, the Navi are yeah. They're, Zoe Zaldana gives a pretty good hiss. Yeah, they they're kind of offensive, but they're they're done bit. pretty well. Um, the the mother of um. Zoe Zaldana's character, uh, Moa, uh, played by Carol Christine Hilaria Pounder, is amazing. Her yeah. her pronunciation is so good. Like, you, you know how she gets it's the It's pretty cliques, on point. The, 
like it, she because like you can see other people like struggling in certain parts but she is like every, i don't know why she's not in more of the movie like she, she's in like four scenes in total yeah that's weird i have i have two separate points written down how good she is and i'm pretty sure it was like the first scene she's in and the last scene she's in <laughs> um also one thing i noticed when i was rewatching this was um there's a lot of sounds that they just clearly ripped from jurassic park yeah i did notice that a lot of big like dinosaur yeah, there's um one one of the examples that I, I thought of was um they clearly use like the velociraptor sound for the horses yeah or, like the anteater horses well, things yeah. um it's it was just really weird because i was like they didn't even change that like that's just the normal sound I mean, like they have such you? a big because they have such a big production budget and i know like it's it's still cheaper to just reuse the sounds but like when you use it from an iconic franchise it's really obvious it's a callback it's a callback um so so yeah it's like i don't know why we're meant to side with jake for any of this movie uh because he becomes good in the end and decides he does like the blue people yeah but it's like we're meant to side with him and we're meant to follow him while he's literally just feeding information to the corner <laughs> like, he's not he's, he's not even he's not even like baited to give it out or he's not like you know, c- kind of trying to lay it down. He's literally just like laughing about how defenseless they are with him at yeah. one point. My favorite part um, is where he he meets Zoe Saldana and he yells, "Where'd you learn to speak English?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 or when the other guy, um, the guy that her character is meant to be marrying. Like oh, speaks yeah. to him in English, and his first response is, "I knew you spoke English." <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank God they all speak English. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forgive James Cameron for hair sex. Like hair sex is lesson, lesson. <laughs> and also, I was thinking while I was watching it, like. Can you imagine, like, with the 3D rigging equipment that they have to do to put the CG on, like, the Avatar bodies? Could you imagine how awkward those scenes were to film? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it must be just so uncomfortable. Because they not only do they have to, like, pretend to be into each other, but, like, they just straight up have, like, p- like tens of pounds of equipment on their back. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um... I really don't like how they. Materi is like clearly the better warrior in this entire movie. Like she's yeah. never struggling, and she's just made into this damsel in distress at one point when um when the bulldozers are going through. Oh yeah, and she's trying to wake Jacob. Yeah, it's yeah, so like the bulldozers. Are, the bulldozers are going through, but Jake um Jake is his like he's still in his human form like he hasn't gone into avatar form yet so like his avatar yeah. body is unconscious and like she's been shown to just like be fine at fighting things but for some reason in this scenario she decides to just keep shaking his unconscious body until he wakes <laughs> up um and then um i absolutely one of my core memories of this movie is um is when they're looking at the camera of the like the live feed of Jake hitting the uh, picture of the bulldozer, and all I remember from this movie is Stephen Lang going enhance. 
Oh yeah, because <laughs> he does he does that classic like early two thousands thing of um enhance. where it would be like a blurry ass photo and it just enhances. <laughs> Once you zoom for... in, it's better. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I would have understood it at this point. Um, the I can't remember his name, but the kind of he's like the main Navi antagonist. He's the one who doesn't trust Jake at all, which is fair. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trust him either. He has like he has the the knife to Jake's throat, um, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have minded if he slid it because he Jake literally strolls into the camp when he's about when the Navi are about to like get a war party together and he's like brother please it's like <laughs> the white savior strolls in and says the words brother please. <laughs> if Jake had died ten minutes into this movie, I would have been so happy. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> But now he's not the white if savior. This, now he's the blue savior. If this Going had have been like, if this had have been a prequel to this movie, where it was just like, this is like the end of the movie was the humans coming. Like it was just yeah. about like the avatars and like the Navi. <laughs> I would it would have been a much better movie. Um. So it was like at this point that I was wondering why there even is a science research division. Because. Yeah. Clearly, they don't care about it. <laughs> like, but the science research division like offers this like moral, um, like part. But there's, if you just want to go and get the unobtainium, why have them there? Like, just <laughs> there's no reason to have them there, really. They got to do their research on the blue people so they can study them and make better avatars, I guess. <laughs> like, it's I just so know. weird. Also, um. Like, I love how Stephen Lang turns around and he's like, I will have minimum casualties to uh, the indigenous population. And then they proceed to show them setting up, like, just a military base worth of weapons to bring yeah. over. Um, and also, they, the initial plan was just, like, gas to, like, oh, smoke yeah. them out. But they just, they immediately swapped to incendiaries. Like, I feel like there's maybe a step or two between gas and incendiary devices. Yeah, there's some sort of middle ground there, right? Yeah. It's, it's... Um, and then it's like, it's, it's just like, he doesn't even hesitate. He's just like, okay, we've given them 30 seconds and they're not leaving. <laughs> Burn them. Burn. <laughs> I like the part where um, um, once Jake wakes up and he sees the bulldozer and he starts like waving at it and they, I think they enhance it and then... He just goes like, look at this silly indigenous person dancing around, run him over. Yeah, he's just like, we'll keep going and they'll uh, they'll stop. They'll, they'll, they'll figure out to get out of the way. It's so good. <laughs> also, like, it, the part where Home Tree gets destroyed, I, I really like that score. The like, do 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 do. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's good. like, it's like a, we'll get to the music at the end. I have a lot to say about okay. the music. But um, it's, it's like it's really good um it's ruined by two things by michelle rodriguez when she has that that dialogue and she's like i didn't sign up for this shit and she like pulls off and it's like firstly you're an invading military contractor you signed up for that you literally signed up for this (laughs) that you saw you signed on the dotted line that you would be fine killing people (laughs) um and then also uh it's also ruined by it's like as it swells there's just this moment where 
it's like Stephen Lang is like, hoorah, let's go home. And it's like, why? Uh, you didn't have to include that. You could have had that under the, the, the like really intense music. Yeah. Um, also, there's while this is playing as well, there's a, every now and again, this movie goes into a slow-mo, which I, do, I don't know why it's there, but it's really funny when they do it. Cause like, it's just a slow-mo of like norm in human form, just like sock punching one of the soldiers. But it's there's also then, as soon as he, though. as soon as he punches them, there's just this weird gray tint that comes over the scene. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. So, so like Norm punches them, and then they all get put in a holding cell because they didn't, they didn't help. Um, but for two questions about this, why were they all put in a single holding cell when there's like four shown there? That seems like you're just asking oh, for yeah. them to try plan an escape. They and definitely then, escape. And then secondly, why was Trudy never punished for leaving? Like, the bald guy definitely ratted on her. Because he was disappointed that he didn't get to, like, yeah. mow down natives. Maybe he didn't like, rat on her in the end. Maybe that's like, I feel like I feel like that's a court-martial. No, because he's shown just, like, happily mowing down natives and yeah. natives in, like, the, the final. So he, the finale, he's, like, just, he's, like, killed off because he's just such an evil person. Yeah, pretty movie. much. So he definitely ratted on her. So why is she? Why is she just freely walking around? She gets technically, a slap on she did. Technically, she did more of a like disobeying orders than Jake did. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, cause, cause Jake was given permission to go and try and get them to leave Home Tree. Yeah, pretty much. So he was he was doing what he was allowed to do. She just didn't do her job. I guess they just I, don't care. I stand by it. The only reason they did that was because James Cameron was like, I really need a reason for them to be able to leave. Like, they, they need a ride out They need here. a way to escape. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have the person that they only actually interacted with in, like, two other scenes. We'll have her suddenly develop a moral conscience and... Uh, uh, Off-screen, they're <laughs> ...come to save them. Um, also, why don't they have any form of anti-air guns in the base? They weren't expecting a war. I don't know. But like, there's there's literal dragons in this world. Yeah, there's a lot of terrifying creatures that could rip them apart very quickly. Yeah, there is there is a ton of terrifying creatures. the The military base itself is not well defended. Like it has like no. flimsy fencing around the edges, and then like no real security. <laughs> like, honestly, if, if like Awa decided to fight a bit earlier on. I probably could have just mowed down everybody in that base. Yeah, definitely would have won. Very quickly. Yeah. So this is um this is uh one of the one of the major plot twists is when they escape and uh Grace played by Sigourney Weaver, who I actually quite like in this movie, but didn't look like she was having too fun of a time. No um, really get shot. She just looked happy to die. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just completely misremembered this movie because I thought at the end when they're fighting um the sergeant in his big mecha. I always have a very vivid memory of that being Sigourney Weaver. But no, she's just a good guy. Like she's she just is good and gets shot and dies. Yeah, it's like, I don't like, know why I misremember the movie like that. But... It, it's re- yeah, that's a really weird misremembering. Like I I do not have that memory. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> why I have that. <laughs> you you have been Mandela affected, my dude. Yeah, pretty like much. <laughs> um, I mean maybe it's because like Terry's there. So, like, there is a, a female 
I'm a big blue person, so. Um, I love. I, 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 whatever. <laughs> I love the concept of big dragon doesn't look up, so I can jump on it. <laughs> like that. That's how he gets the big dragon. He's like, yeah. I'm just gonna bet that he won't look up. <laughs> and because he's the chosen one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, it does this weird thing where um, it cuts just as he lands on him. To add some suspense, but it's like if yeah. he died, the the movie's over. So we know he's going to survive. This. We know he's definitely but like, alive. But like, why did the the first dragon that he tames? It's like unfortunately, I know there's another forty yeah. minutes. There's left. another. There's another uh, fifty minutes left at this point, uh. I think. Um, but he's like, so he's 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 struggles so much to tame the first one, and then it just cuts and doesn't show him struggling to tame the second one. Yeah, it's just like it's just like I oh, will cut this for time. Nobody actually cares at this point. Um, and also at this point, we're introduced to the concept that other tribes exist because they're just not mentioned up until this point. Oh yeah, yeah. There's just suddenly like oh yeah oh by the way actually um you might not be aware of this but the the tribe that we actually follow in the movie they are the Weaver tribe. So they weave clothes. Oh, that's their that's their specialty. It's never shown in the movie the uh, or mentioned. Tribe, of but if you read the uh, if you read the core book that was written about this, uh, they're they're the Weaver tribe. <laughs> and uh, I like how I like how they just assume that because there's a large heat signature that the Navi are going to fight back. Like they they're just like oh well they have. They have a slightly bigger population now, so we may as well bomb them again. Yeah, why not? <laughs> at this it's point. just like, at this point, Stephen Lang is just like, in for a penny, in for a war crime. Like, who <laughs> cares? <laughs> Let's just make um, him a war criminal, why not? Yeah, also, uh, well, no, he's a war criminal once he bombs yeah. Home Tree. Um, I'm pretty sure using incendiary devices is a war crime. There is probably several war crimes committed throughout this entire movie. Uh, I would say more than several. Um, Jake is very confident in his plan because he keeps insisting like he has this home field advantage. I feel like when you're like 10 eras ahead tech-wise, home field advantage doesn't count. It doesn't matter once they, <laughs> one of them have has guns and the other doesn't. Yeah. It's... <laughs> It's like, if they had home field advantage, they would have won a home tree. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have gotten bombed, would it? Yeah. Um, so, at this point, uh, we're, we're at the point where, like, the, the massive ships on the way through. Um, conveniently enough, their big bomber ships are designed that they can easily be landed on. Yeah. They, they like, got they're very big lucky with that. They're they're big and flat, so it's like nice and easy to just run along. Um, but I would like to point out how Stephen Lang's character, his like code, his call sign is Papa Dragon. Yeah, he he calls himself Papa Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's the best character. Yeah, I also, I also don't understand the concept of why they charged head on. On the like, fair enough. On in the like in the air, they had a pretty good plan. But on the yeah. ground, Jake sent a lot of people to die because he was just like, "Yeah, just charge them." Definitely a shit ton of them. Yeah, 
Well, nearly everybody does. Yeah, in, like, the they're montage. not making back. Yeah. Um. So, I I'd like to I'd like to put a little segue here. Um, I have a little story about when my uncle went to see this movie. Oh, okay. Um, so my uncle is shorter than me by by a little bit, maybe like maybe like five or six inches. Um, but he went to see this movie and he was like complaining the entire time to his friend because he didn't know what the Navi were saying. He yeah. just thought that he was meant to like he was meant to guess. Um, it, what I, what actually ended up happening was it was around this point that he realized because he got up to go to the bathroom. Um, he was just too short to see over the seat, oh, so no. like the <laughs> subtitles were being blocked out. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I've seen this movie since, I, when That's I get to that point, of. I th- I think of I think of him, just like not understanding half of the dialogue in this movie. Could you fucking imagine if that's how it was supposed to be? You just don't know. You don't know what the Navi are saying. You have to guess. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I really wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's James Cameron. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So. The final fight scene, I feel as a whole, is it's pretty good. It's yeah, not at this the best, point, I think I wrote I, down um, wartime, yeah. wartime. Imagine how good this looked in three D. It looked really good in three D. I I remember, like yeah. I think the reason I liked this movie was it had like a Rogue One effect of it had a pretty cool the, end the fight. Pretty so simple, I like, yeah. so I forgot about the rest. Um, especially I really like the the bit where they're in um where they like at the, the first part where they're like doing the assault on the air and they're just like grabbing helicopters and throwing them yeah. into each other. Um, I will say I felt nothing when Michelle Rodriguez dies. Like she blows up in every franchise she's in. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I felt nothing. <laughs> like also she took, she took so long to paint her entire like helicopter. Like she could have put a little tag on it, so it like so she, obviously the Navi aren't attacking her, but like she made it so obvious to the bad guys which one she is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they they had the they had the da, 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 come back um, <laughs> for another slow mo, but the, the slow mo is slightly better. It's a bit more tasteful because it's like it's just showing like people getting mowed down. It's just like people getting mowed down. But again, Michelle Rodriguez interrupts it by saying, I'm sorry, Jake, Rogue One going down. Yeah, she's called Rogue One, actually. Yeah. Her her call sign's Rogue One. That's literally it. Um, That's some subtle implanting. Rogue One yeah. did that on purpose as an homage to Avatar. <laughs> the entirety of the plot of Rogue One is based off Avatar. Uh, I like the animals coming in that's a pretty cool sequence even if they're not that good looking anymore yeah um i the reason i really like that sequence is because the bald guy's reaction to getting stomped is so funny he just has this like he puts both his hands up and just does this like (laughs) i'm so happy he gets stomped on and that's how he dies yeah (laughs) but he just makes this like such beta (laughs) smile like he has his mouth just agape while he gets ready uh, one question like I did finish. have, though, is surely Ava could have helped like 10 minutes beforehand and not let everybody die. It, it's got to be sure that they need its help, you know? <laughs> if you're the like, last to so die, funny. to be activated. Yeah, it, it conveniently waited until like the native leader died, leaving a, a leading role that the white savior can slip into like it conveniently waited until he died to step in and help 
the um, ex-marine is the fake body is the chosen one, okay? Also, the plan is to destroy the big plane before it can bomb them, right? But the plan That's is to plan. destroy it, and it blows up. <laughs> like, it Wait. still bombs a significant yeah. part of the forest. <laughs> but less than it would have. Like, but everything's Small about to be victims. connected in this universe, so surely any sort of bombing is bad. It's a big fire. Like, they make, such, they make such an emphasis that, like, oh, you only kill and take what you need. Like, everything is connected to Awa. So, like, Jake, like, Natiri in the start of the movie having to kill those dogs to save Jake, that's a bad thing. Because yeah. you have to excessively kill. Why is just carpet bombing a large portion of the forest a necessary evil? <laughs> like, they have Michelle Rodriguez. They could have just flown her up and hijacked yeah. it. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, the final fight itself, like with Stephen Lang, with like the the mech, I thought it was cool the first time I watched it. The this time I skipped it. I just it, it's it's kind of bland. Yeah, it's yeah. not like I don't know. I just I I didn't enjoy I, it. I did at sit all. through I, it. I didn't skip it. Like Valeria, you know, give mm. the movie that I did watch it the whole way through. Into you watched this the whole way through. In two sittings, but I watched it the whole way through. Oh, oh I'm not gonna lie. There, was, I I've seen this movie enough times that I was just any point that I got slightly bored, I'd skip 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see, this is probably like my my third or fourth time ever seeing the movie because I don't uh, like the I'd, movie, so I don't watch uh, it. I I don't like it either, but I'd say this is like my 12th time seeing it. Just why? Well, I went to see it like four times in the cinema. Yeah, I only saw it the once. Surprisingly. Yeah, so it's like. So it's like I haven't I, like I, I went to see it four times in the cinema. I'm pretty sure it was put on like a couple of times in school. Yeah, um, I might have watched it on an airplane at some point. Uh, yeah, but w- hear me. Out. I think this every time I watch the movie though. Wouldn't it have been amazing if after all that fighting, when he pops the airlock, Jake just suffocated? Oh, I wish. That, that would, would be have been such a so good funny. I would have given it a 10 out of 10 for <laughs> just killing Jake. Or if the body swap thing just didn't work. The what? Oh, the, yeah. The like they, the she takes his mask off and it's just like it cuts back to him just going. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's kind of like just a boring ending after that. Like they just kind of have Jake narrate it. But, um,. I have one question about the group that says behind. Why does Max stay? Oh yeah, <laughs> Max is like this scientist that helps them, and he stays behind in the base to like feed them information. But like, he has no reason to stay. They need an informant in case Avatar Two has a big threat. <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, it's like there's a lot of scientists in that room, and they all seem to be kind of on the same page. So why is it just him? <laughs> He's the smartest one in the room. They only need one. Because mm. he's so smart. I slim. have, I yeah, I have a, I have a feeling that they, they were just like, you just stand wherever, Max. We. They might have just. Given we don't. Up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next movie, it'll start, and he'll have been mauled off screen by some yeah. random animal. Or um, also, it does this, it does this weird thing where it has this end title card, but it's like this weird Scooby Doo font with like green. Yeah, I noticed that. that like isn't the same as the it's main title simple. font. It's really it's really weird. It was off-putting. Like It was the same as like the subtitles, I think. Yeah, it's like it's this 
it's the same like font, but it's not the same color scheme. Yeah. Like they do this weird like green hue. I, I, I just don't. Blue. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, but I I think we've talked about our opinions on the movie Avatar for long enough. We'll move on to the facts now. I, I got a got a fun fact sheet for you. How many facts? So um, yeah, uh, too many, too many. <laughs> God. Uh, so Sam Worthington, our main character, um, Jake beat Sullivan. out Jake Gyllenhaal and Matt Damon for the role. How? Um, Cam- so so Cameron's official stance is that he wanted an unknown, okay? But conveniently enough, Jake Gyllenhaal was also filming Prince of Persia and Matt Damon was also filming The Bourne Ultimatum at the time that this was filming. I, I guess so, at the time Jake Gyllenhaal was so, known. But... I don't know, I think both of them were. I think what happened was they said no to film other things and Cameron got kind of hurt, <laughs> so decided <laughs> to go for an unknown instead. Um, so we know that uh, we, we know for a fact that Sam Worthington is Australian because his accent seeps through every yeah. five minutes. The, the weirdest um, part about this movie, considering how huge it is and how big budget it is, is like Barb Sigourney Weaver and I guess retrospectively Zoe Saldana. There's no one recognizable in it to a huge degree. Yeah, like you'd think someone uh, super famous would be in here, but no. Yeah, I'd say Sigourney Weaver is kind of the biggest heavy hitter in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so Sam found it easier to learn Navi than American accents. <laughs> he said that in an interview. He's like, yeah, the Navi was easier to learn than an American accent. And that shows, because his Navi, not bad. His American accent, awful. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why he needed an American accent, though. Because they could have just because made it that it was like he, but they could have just made it that he was like a, a Earth Marine. Like, they could have made any reason that, like, it was just yeah, a worldwide collaborative effort. <laughs> but it's got to be American, otherwise it won't sell. Mm. So we mentioned this earlier, but um, most of the animal noises are recycled from Jurassic Park. They basically, yeah. they basically just had the sound mixing done for Jurassic Park, so they went, we'll just use this. Why Screw not? It. Nobody yeah. will notice. You know how it had it had such a big budget, and they were like, sound design? Eh, who cares? Least important um, part. Yeah, so... Most of the movies rendered in CG, it's a sixty percent CGI movie. Yeah, um, couldn't tell. Did you notice uh, S- Sigourney Weaver's cigarettes that she smokes are also CG? What? <laughs> yeah, they even CG'd that in. Why? <laughs> that just seems know. like unnecessary spending. They could save like a couple mil I, there and say. I'm pretty sure the reason was because when she was smoking um, in scenes that were done in, like, the 3D capture rooms, she wouldn't have been able to have, like, um, actual smoke. They could have just not I had think... her smoke in those scenes. That's probably a cheap yeah. alter. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, but Cameron had a vision. Um, that did. vision cost $280 million, <laughs> Which, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, for the amount it made, um, for, like, in comparison to, like, other movies that have had big budgets. It's not that. It's not that bad. Like it made two hundred eighty million in, in two thousand nine as well, though. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I think it's more expensive than like Endgame. Yeah, it made two billion in the box office, though. So like, it you did. know, it, Endga- it, it took until Endgame to beat time. it off. <laughs> um, it's just such a crazy amount of money. Um, Cameron, this was like. 
Cameron's kind of pet project as well. Like he wanted to make this for ages, but he did. He didn't have. Uh, he didn't. It, it was kind of much like Besson. He's like he didn't have the money for it, and he uh, he had to stake a lot of his like personal claims to get this movie made. He was also waiting for like the three D tech. Uh, oh yeah, he wanted it in three D. was possible. Yeah. Um. So he allegedly kept a nail gun. Uh, to nail cell phones that rang during production above the ev- exit sign. So it's just Cameron being Cameron, you know, he's he's yeah, a kind of psychotic director. He's, he's known for being a weirdo. Um, so, do you know what disease, um, what, 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 like, issue Jake actually has with his legs? Uh, no, he's probably shot. Yeah, but, uh, so it, the, the legs that he has, they're actually meant to have at- atrophy. Um, so they're, they're prosthetics that they cast from like a real person with atrophy's legs. So like, yeah. They, I mean, I they, did actually legs, notice they looked pretty good. The fake baby legs. Yeah, the, those good. legs dangling. They're basically just stuck in front of him, and then they CG yeah. his actual legs out. It's like a lieutenant Dan sort of situation. Because usually they just sort of make him wear baggy pants if they're having a fake disabled character. But like, mm. they actually yeah. showed his bare legs in this one, which is pretty rare. Yeah, because they just kind of CG it out, so. They, like his actual legs, that is. They and then they yeah. just have those stuck to him. Um, so the the cast and crew went to Hawaii to prep for the roles. Uh, they hiked That's through the one. jungle at day, but uh, they stayed in the four seasons at night. So like, I don't know how effective that was. It's it's like, <laughs> like the that... split between Pandora and the ship where the Marines all stay. <laughs> um. So it it spun off. Uh, this weirdly ambitious game and also the Disneyland park. Um, yeah, that's which, true. Which leads into why it spun off like a game and a Disneyland park uh, and why there's so many sequels. So much money went into world building. There was like, there was an S it's like, it's not clear online, but there's an estimated like 50% went into just deep, deep, deep lore development. That's never explored in the movie. Like, Every Gosh. plant that you see in the screen, every animal you see in the screen, has a detailed description of like how its biology works. Um, even down to like the the, the clan that we see, um, the Omatakaya clan, uh, which means clan of the blue flute. That flute doesn't show up in the movie. The official book about Pandora jokes about how they're called clan of the blue flute but neither human researchers nor avatars have ever seen them <laughs> what the fuck? and they they, they even modeled the solar system um like in real life they modeled how the solar system would work to get like proper day night cycles um, yeah the the navi language itself which is currently uh, uh 1400 words when i did this fact uh, was created by a, a linguist called Paul Frommer to be easy to, pronun- to pronounce, but without sounding like any specific human language, which I think he did a really good job of. There's like yeah, influences actually, of like Persian, Chinese. There's like a couple of Western languages thrown in there as well. And uh, I believe there's like a handful of African languages mixed in. Oh. That's where you get like the, a lot of the like clicking sounds and whatnot. Oh. Um, then... I'd like to speak about the soundtrack for a minute because so James Horner was tasked with doing this. James Cameron basically wanted him to make something that had never been heard before. So he went to this woman called Wanda Bryant 
Bryant, um, who's an ethnomuseologist, which is like it's a study of music in con- in concern to cultures. Right. Um, yeah. So she noticed many issues with the lore that had already been made. Uh, like the Avatar universe, uh, what they had done, the rules they'd made meant the culture blender didn't fit especially well to Western civilizations. Um, but she she worked she worked out a lot and she found twenty five of uh, twenty five examples of music that w- was deemed workable by both her and Horner and then eventually Cameron. That's so they went to work just they went to work making this. So they they mixed uh, Swedish work calls classic vietnamese and chinese work songs uh celtic and norwegian l- laments and then made like a ton of demos and stuff and uh, after all of this work and his request being that he he didn't want anything uh to sound like something he had heard before he didn't like how it sounded because it he was nothing it he had ever heard, heard before <laughs> <laughs> so, so he basically scrapped the whole thing and uh, that's why the music gets recycled a lot and why it's kind of just general orchestra for most of it because James Horner was just trying to do what he could. Um, only one song actually made it and it was the, it's called The Lament of the Tree of Souls. It was when, you know, they were doing the, the massive like circle together around yeah. the tree and they're like doing that prayer. Yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> the instructions for making that was that Cameron wanted, and I quote, a, uh, a Navi hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, I'd call it that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really felt like blessed listening to it. Um, and then probably my favorite fact. I, you you know this fact already. I feel you 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 sent me a message about it already. But um, tell you there were people who were posting on forums <laughs> who were experiencing um depression and even suicidal thoughts because they longed to enjoy the beauty of the alien world, Pandora. So basically, people were getting depressed after seeing this movie because they thought it was so beautiful that they, they that when they went back out into reality, they got this like culture shock. Um, Until we started going recording to this, imagine, I would have assumed you were one of those people. I'm I'm going to hazard a guess. It was only white Americans. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> I'm, right. I'm going to hazard a guess that there was, there was no like uh, like. There, there was no like any any form of like Chinese cinema. Like they didn't have people coming out being depressed. Like it was, it was just white Americans. I long for um, the beauty of Pandora. So I checked one site called Avatar Forums to see how many people had like made a post about this. Um, so this is just one site, and I'd like you to make an estimate of how many people. Five hundred. So, so you're halfway there. It's 1,000 posts on the one site alone. What the fuck? <laughs> About people experiencing this fake made-up world and wanting it. That they got for <laughs> two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, I... Trees. I mean, I I really hope this comes back when we get the second and third one eventually. We'll never uh, get, like, a fourth and fifth one. Let's be honest. That, that no, I'm James sure Cameron will be the third one. James Cameron will be long dead by the time we get a third and fifth one, but uh, honestly, we'll, we'll, we should get a second one before he dies. That's that was supposed to be next year, but now it's twenty twenty two because of COVID. Yeah, well, for once it wasn't actually like Cameron's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the fact about why so, this has been delayed so many times why why has it been like ten more than ten years? 
I, so basically, I, there's no direct quote or anything, but as far as I can tell, um, because Avatar, he wanted for 3D, he wants like something new, like a new technology that he can showcase um, for the second one. But personally days. speaking, personally speaking, I feel IMAX perfect, perfect yeah. introduction. Like it's been there a I while. Personally, but like, we're not I personally think Dis- them, right? yeah, Disney just know that it's gonna be a bad movie, so they <laughs> they don't. They're just like, yeah, James, you just do whatever. <laughs> yeah. I will say my favorite thing, um, the out out of this that like, has come out of this movie is there is. An amazing ride, Disneyland, where you. So there's like yeah, twenty minutes. They do this like twenty minute introduction thing where you're like walking through a military base, and they like they scan your body to like check your DNA and stuff. It's just like delaying you to make you feel like not insane during the massive queues. But uh, you get to like sit on this like it's like a model of an ikran, but you can feel it like breathing between your legs, like the, its lungs inflate and deflate and stuff while it's like flying yeah. around. So it, it's very cool. Um, it's probably the it's probably the reason why I like really like the dragons because it's like whenever I think of them, that. I just think of that ride now. Um, and it also has some pretty cool merch. I'll give it that. I have that like the skull um, of the big dragon. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's not a really good movie. Uh, what, what are we, what are we giving this for a rating? We should do a rating before we wrap up. Hmm. I mean, it's, I definitely like it more than Valerian because it's pretty, it's pretty boring. But like, it's nowhere near Valerian. Most of the performances mm. are fine. The world building is, you know, there. Uh, yeah. I'll give it a fifty-five. Fifty-five, interesting. Yeah. So, see, for me, when I was watching Valerian, big market scene felt more entertaining than anything I've seen in the entirety of Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I and the thing is, Avatar sticks on an extra hour. Like Valerian stays too long, but it's only two hours, which is like a half hour longer than it should yeah, be. Yeah, that's fair. Avatar stays for like nearly three hours. So um so i i'm kind of conflicted because like i feel like if i didn't rewatch it and i was just going off my vague memories of the movie it would maybe get like a 60 but i i think i got i think i'll give it a 55 too yeah we're gonna even yeah. out there yeah i I, th- I think i think a 55 is fair um it, it definitely doesn't deserve more than that <laughs> there's no there's, God, i don't know I, I can't understand how this was the highest grossing movie. Yeah, I of I don't know, I like for years. I'm just I'm trying to rack my head around like it's not entertaining. No. And there's like, no star power attached to it that would make mm, people see it. So I just I don't know how it happened. It's such an enigma. I I think what might have happened is it has this thing of it was very 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 visually appealing at the time of release like yeah. it's very impressive at the time it blo- and then it also the 3d thing pretty hard yeah also it has a pretty cool final fight so yeah um, it might have gotten like a rogue one effect sort of thing of like where you forget about how the first two thirds are so boring because the last and third I, is I guess interesting. at that point we probably didn't have much like it 
We didn't have any Avengers yeah. or anything yet. We did like one Iron Man movie. Yeah, and also it's like, in terms of, I'm thinking about like what came out in 2009. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up uh, 2009 movie release. Captain America. I think. Um. Actually, no, that's later. Yeah. So. Uh, upon this release, its competition was like. There's only one movie. I there, there's three movies I see here that fair enough would have beaten it, but probably not because they wouldn't have had the the draw. Uh, which is Inglorious Bastards, Watchmen, and District Nine. Like those are the only three movies see, that I'm seeing that are. District Nine, a little more obscure, I guess. Yeah, District and Nine then, wouldn't have had the draw. Um, yeah, and Watchmen, Watchmen and definitely wouldn't Bastards. have had the draw. Are both way to um, go. so like yeah less people just by default are gonna go see it because like in terms of like what kind of blockbusters it was up against it it didn't have much competition like uh that year that year was terminator salvation <laughs> um the second transformers movie oh, um gi joe rise of the cobra oh uh what else? Oh no! You know what? Monsters vs. Aliens came out that year. That that oh, definitely shit. should have beaten it. Uh, so did Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, I just seen that. Yeah, I just seen that on the list. The Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> oh, Race the Witch Mountain came out that year. That definitely should have won. Um, I mean, Moon came out the same year. Moon's one of my favorite movies. So Zombie Land like, came out that as well. Actually, that's weird. That movie's old. Yeah. There's there's a few movies that, like... Like, I understand why this didn't get beaten. You know? Yeah. Because, like, if, you, if you're thinking about time. it, like... If you're thinking about it, if you're going back now, it makes sense that it didn't get beaten. Like, there's there's nothing that I could really... That could really beat it at the time. But, like, if you're thinking about it now, like, you're comparing it to, like, the likes of Endgame. And basically the entirety of the MCU... Which it's just not going to be. Yeah, there's no way Avatar 2 is just going to do well when it goes up against uh, Thor, maybe, or Doctor Strange. Yeah, like, the, the, th- the thing about it is, is it's Disney v. Disney. So I feel like that's yeah, why win-win. Disney aren't, like, funneling anything into it. Because they're like, well, we got a pretty cool theme park out of this now, so, like, that's all we're going to get out of it. Yeah. It'll make a fair uh, amount of money, but, like, I, I doubt it would flop, but, you know. I feel like the, if they make a third one, that'll flop. Yeah, the third one might be enough. And the, the thing that you got to remember is normally with sequels, they get more of a budget than the yeah, original. So, like, the original had a 280 million budget. Like, Cameron probably but wants, like, might 350. Go back, but it might bounce back here because it might look actually just amazing using modern tech. Yeah. So it'll look the way we all remember the first one looking. Yeah, but then you go back then to watch the first one, one and you're again. like, oh my god, this looks yeah. like garbage. <laughs> this is actual trash. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah. Their eyes, uh, especially. It's so uncanny valley. I hate it. Uh, it's it's hideous, honestly. So uh, I I, th- I think we can leave it there. <laughs> we I, good? Yeah, we, we good. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I... Thank you, thank you for joining me, Liam. Yeah, thanks for having um, me on the first episode. Yeah, sorry, oh. sorry that you have to watch Avatar again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done really watching this sorry. movie now. Uh, no, I, I'm actually 
planning to force you to watch it on repeat for the rest of your life i'm gonna oh great do that th- i'm gonna do that thing where um you like take each eyelid and like tape it open and then just have it so you can't oh. take that off and i'll just I'll, I'll put little water droplets into your eyes make sure they don't get dried out but like, well, then when i like eventually get free of that i'd be so used to watching avatar i would get avatar blues and depression from not being in pandora anymore yeah because it's all I've yeah known. you would yeah you'd be like take me back to pan- <laughs> pandora like, it's safer in there <laughs> you can- someone goes to kiss you and you're like whoa you're not going to connect the tail up first what the fuck is this <laughs> Your legs got atrophy from sitting down for so long. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just like Jake. <laughs> okay, so thank you for joining okay, me. Uh, this this will hopefully be up uh, soon, and um, I'm ho- hopefully it'll be a, a week schedule. So uh, so tune yeah. in next week for um, some Terminator, some bad Terminator movies. Oh, we're doing another Cameron franchise next week. Liam oh, is, yeah. but Rory is. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, bye-bye. I'm okay with that.